0: off and the clock has started.
1: This is episode 265, recording October 16th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to talk about how they finally, finally finished the Activision acquisition, Uh, Microsoft that is. Uh, We have a new console announced, kind of, question mark. Um, One of the biggest new releases has hit, uh, well at least the reviews have hit, so we are going to Banty about that little bit. But to do all of this and all of the shenanigans you've grown to love from us, I have Shannon Peacekeeper Moore.
0: What's up? And it's Peacekeeper, not the cool Peacekeeper from like, you know, DC or whatever. It's just regular Peacekeeper, like. <laughs> I, I, I avoid confrontation left and right. So I would like to see everybody get along. But yeah, this, uh, this weekend uh, was rough for my, uh, for my soccer team, my, uh, my under eight soccer team. Um, emails have been flying in our league about um, behavior of the, uh, some of the coaches and some of the uh,
1: family that watch and cheer. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, our team. Yeah, it's never it's never the kids that people write the emails about.
0: No, no, no. Uh, although it, it did start in one of the games because like one of the kids was throat punching other kids. <laughs> oh, so, you know. Oh. So, but we won't talk about that one. Uh, the other one was just basically uh, we had a coach um, that you know just kind of um, lost his cool for a second, yelled at a ref, and then threatened the rest of the coaches on the team. So you know it's. <laughs> We won't go into much more detail about that, but um but yeah, it was it was an awkward weekend and I'm still dealing with it.
1: Uh good times. Good times. Uh Indeed. you know who doesn't who don't doesn't have those problems, Shannon, and will not have those problems in the foreseeable <laughs> future. Uh our other host, Justin Basic B. Carter.
2: It's your boy. <laughs> yeah hashtag can't relate (laughs) (laughs) i i did like
0: your post on facebook this weekend though you know you you were feeling yourself you had to you had to post up uh you know one of them pics yes you know my
1: my wife crossed a crowded room just to show me the picture that justin posted (laughs) i thought it was hilarious
2: oh man dude i know um someone I, i don't remember the name of the person someone i follow on twitter who does like cute art and stuff they um on their shop they added a it was like a husky sweater. It's grey and white and it has like that little embroidered little cute like husky thing on it. It has little mm. paw prints like going down the sides of the sleeves and stuff. And it was available for pre order at one point and so I had to like physically mark on the calendar the date and time it went up so that I could secure both uh my and Megan's matching sweaters. So
1: gotcha nice
2: yeah so we, we both got him and you know it was a little chilly in phoenix you know this weekend it got like it was actually like in the 80s uh, <laughs> so i was like start to bust out the sweaters you know got that sweater weather coming our way uh, <laughs> 80s is
0: sweater weather for you guys
2: dude it, it, shannon it's something all right like look in arizona there's no fall leaves hitting the ground there's no like cup of hot chocolate like no dude like 85 is about as good as we're gonna get until about December (laughs) when it's like you know 68 and that's like that's peak winter for us so gotta take what you can get I am praying for rain I am
0: so tired of the warm weather like I just want it to fall up already like just just (laughs) all over the place I want to see cold weather I want to get into my comfy clothes I want to turn on the heater I want to sit in front of the fireplace I want all of it all of it I don't I'm tired of the warm weather now
1: and the last like week it's been humid as hell on top of everything else and it's like 80 degrees and
0: cloudy and yeah it's brutal it's just it's painful uh we're I'm I'm entering the final stages on the renovation in the garage uh Mm -hmm. and yeah dude like I need doors and windows to keep that place like just cool like just just keep the just to regulate the temperature it's rough Rough right now
2: dude we had to take addie for her follow-up vet appointment today to get the little ear thing taken out of her ear and as soon as i walked into the vet's office it was like hitting a wall of thick air and they're like Ugh. yeah sorry our air conditioner broke this morning It's like yeah i can tell because it fucking sucks <laughs> in here and i want to leave
1: they're like yeah so uh, i'm taking my my dogs who've come here their entire life somewhere else now so sorry about <laughs> yeah.
2: that. yeah um, give me the Give me the uh, you know six seven years worth of records, and I'm gonna take my business yeah. elsewhere. I guess. <laughs>
0: uh, but I
2: mean, on the bright side, you know,
0: the vets and everybody have to stay there for like twelve hours. You get to just leave after your appointment and get to go back to an air conditioned car and an air conditioned house.
1: G- Jesus fucking, Christ. listen to us, listen, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. I- we have started the show t- literally talking about the weather <laughs> and and HVAC systems. Like, what the hell? Like, what are we doing?
0: Well, we- in all honesty, we started the show with physical violence uh, and then it rotated into HVAC. <laughs> <laughs> Rot-
1: <laughs> I got thrown into HVAC. There um, we go. Yes. Oh, man. Why are we old?
0: I- and boring bro like tell me about it i uh i'm you know i'm excited for my shop so i can go in there and never have to see anybody else except for my oh. friends that i want to
1: see it just turns out it's not either me or justin um oh. but hey uh it's like sorry i'm too busy uh grinding this epoxy over here oh <laughs> Dude, this I can weekend? squeeze you in okay. in 2025
0: This weekend was nuts, bro. Like, I did have to, like, you know, fend for myself at the soccer game. And then after Mm -hmm. that, like, we did have to go down uh, and, like, you know, help one of my friends out in Morgan Hill uh, for the weekend, kind of get them set up. So, you know, it's over now. So, like, you know, I did miss some football, which is unfortunate. Um, That was the funny story of the weekend, too, is, uh, you know, we were going to go down there. And they're like, look, we got to go to church in the morning, but we're going to record the 49er game so that we can come back and have a late brunch. It'll be awesome. I was like, great. And, like, I guess in Morgan Hill, like, there's no Xfinity. There's no AT&T. They have this thing called, like, Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so they we basically roll up to the house. We're like, cool, we're going to watch the game. And we got, like, 10 minutes in. And then, like, Spectrum decided to just, like, loop the first 10 minutes for, like, the entire, like, oh no two hours of the football game. <laughs> so I got to see, like, I only got to see, like, the first 10 minutes of the game. And then I sorely missed the rest of it. So I was a little bummed. But uh, we got some good uh, good good quality communication, like catching up time. So, you know, it's a bonus, bonus there.
1: <sighs> well, you had to, you know, deal with hu- humans like a sucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. Oh, uh, man.
0: It's okay. At least I know my social skills are, skills are still good for a little bit. Anyway.
1: Hmm. Well, social you know? skills, you know. Mine, mine have atrophied, obviously. <laughs> but.
0: That's why we do this podcast on a weekly
1: basis is just to
0: keep the keep the cobwebs from forming on your social. Skills. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs>
1: It's literally the most contact with people uh, I consider friends. I have on a regular basis in my life these days. Uh, co-workers, co-workers and other kids' parents. Sure. But like my friends. Yeah, I don't see them all that much.
2: I, I, I'd agree with that.
1: It's sad. I feel like this is now deterred. We've gone from weather to a therapy session all of a sudden. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know
2: it really got
0: quiet. We brought the mood down. Like, you know, it was just, uh, you know, I don't even know what to do. I'm sorry, guys. Like, let's bring this back up. Like, you know, let's, let's, let's raise each other up. Let's raise each other up into the rafters and talk about some video game news.
1: Ah, yes. Why don't we, why don't we, you know. Speaking of long journeys, like my middle age, <laughs> let's discuss the uh, the long journey Microsoft has taken to acquire Activision for sixty nine billion dollars. Nice, yeah, yeah that's that, that's a gr- that's a great number. Mm-hmm. I, I was waiting for one of you to say it, but yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I was going to say I was more focused on the on on zinging uh, Justin because when we were getting the outline, (laughs) was like no major news has happened this week, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing to talk about. Like we should probably just go into trailer trash. And then it was like, hey, uh, I mean, Microsoft just spent sixty nine billion dollars on Activision. So can we talk about that for a little bit? And now, Justin, you get to defend yourself.
2: Like, I don't even know, Shannon. Like, why would I even defend myself? I'm just a fucking cuck. You know, I don't know. I don't know my head from a fucking hole in the ground. Like, yes, Microsoft acquired Activision. (laughs) They released three Call of Duties in the time it took them to officially seal this deal. Mm -hmm. You know, Phil Spencer, like, has one less pile of money to roll around in in his mansion now because they bought Activision. Well, yes. But, you know, hopefully now, you know, we'll get some, uh, I don't know, some, like, Blizzard games on Game Pass or something now that the the contract has been sealed. You heard it here first. StarCraft 2 on Game Pass. That's oh, that would, dangerous. Well, that, I don't think we'd see Zack
1: anymore yeah. if that happened. <laughs> but also, that wouldn't shock me at all. Like, some of those old Legacy titles, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen anything pop up on Game Pass yet. I kind of figured they would have that Bethesda thing. So if you remember Bethesda, when they acquired them, it was like day one, when it, became, yeah. when it became official, it was like, and here's all the Bethesda games. So the fact that we've gotten zero is interesting to me. Cause I, I figured we'd at least get like Spyro, Spyro and Tony Hawk and some of those like BC tier Activision titles.
0: Wow. Did I mean, you just lump Tony Hawk into like a B or C tier.
1: Not in my heart, but let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I figured we'd get something like that. Or like the Legacy Blizzard titles on PC Game Pass or something. Mm-hmm. But th- the fact that there's been nothing is interesting. We got a nice little uh, trailer that Xbox released saying, Hey, welcome to the family, Activision. And all that stuff, which, you know, is all well and good. But... uh I'm just curious to see where this all goes now, because it's like we've been talking in theoreticals and possibilities forever about this. Well, now it's here. So what does this all mean? Like, let me ask you, how soon... Because they said already that Diablo 4 is not coming to Game Pass this year, right? Mm -hmm. How soon before it does?
0: Because it will. I I mean. I would probably say first quarter of 2024. next
1: year. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I that my guess would be that February March window. Mm-hmm. Maybe when like their next big season is about to drop or something like that.
2: That's what I was gonna say. Is like I mean, first quarter to, like timeline wise seems right. But I think yeah, wait until there's like some you know 29 any like DLC thing that they want you to buy and they're mm. like here's the game for free and if you want the extra stuff you know it's just like yeah. 25 bucks man like just spend the $25 and you're still getting Diablo 4 for free on Game
1: Pass so cuz Diablo yeah. 4 is interesting like it it was like a big flashbang you know it it hit it was huge everyone played it most people loved it and then it's like great and here's season 1 and everyone went away myself included everyone was just like yeah and that's enough of that. I think we're good. And so you gotta sit there they, they, you gotta wonder that they're sitting there going what the hell did we do wrong in season one it didn't capture anyone's attention. no one's talking about it and so I'm Bye. curious to see what they do going forward in season two to try to fix those things.
0: The I think the problem with season one is that you had to basically start a brand new character, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge disadvantage. Is when you start a season, you got to start over. Just let me use the character that I just beat the game with, like that I went through yeah. the story mode with. Like, that's gonna make me want to get through the season faster because I'm gonna want to make that character like badass, so I can do other missions, stories, play at harder levels, and have my character look dope. Um, you know, so. I think they shot themselves in the foot with that, but they did that in Diablo 3 too, I want to say. Like when yeah, they made their yeah, not you had to create a new character.
1: That wasn't a new thing. I just think the whole like malignant storyline they rolled out just kind of sucked. And I mean, I played through I don't know, the first first decent chunk of it and there was just nothing to keep you going. Like at least with the main storyline of Diablo, like sure, it's Diablo. You do the same thing over and over and over again. But at least with that storyline, I wanted to see how it ended. I wanted to see where it went. There was just no pool in that malignant storyline at all.
0: Yeah, there's some. It definitely seems pretty bleak. It definitely doesn't seem like there's going to be a very positive outlook. Because, I mean, I haven't beaten the mm-hmm. game yet. I'm probably only in like Act Two. But, like, there is very little stuff to be celebrated that's positive in that game um, so far. Um,. So I mean but also I think it's more it's less I think of a slight against Diablo and Activision. And I think it's more of a just overall um like stat like I guess an overall picture of like gaming this year. Like there have been so many bangers of games. Like I don't think Diablo really ha- yeah. has done anything wrong. I just think that there's so many other like great caliber games that people want to play that like there's nothing in
2: a season for them for for most Diablo players to want to pursue. That that's what I was going to say is I don't think diablo season one messed up i think baldur's gate 3 happened so <laughs> that's a really good point that's a jumped really good point to baldur's gate because yeah. that was the new like 10 out of 10 like everyone's talking about it it's on twitter everyone's playing with each other doing whatever and i think that's what happened and everyone jumped ship for that
1: that's yeah i point. think i think though having game pass now in their back pocket with this it's going to make upcoming season releases a lot more interesting for Diablo Four, because, like Justin was saying, it's it's a lot lower barrier of entry to jump in, when it's like, oh, it's just free, just download it, mm-hmm. and. But also, did you guys see uh, that Diablo Four is supposed to be coming to Steam tomorrow? I think. Really. Yeah.
0: Is it a uh, uh, is it Steam Deck compatible?
1: It is. Ooh. and and they won't let me pre-order it because <laughs> I would have already um, but yes so exciting times in the world of Diablo but yeah I, I doubt we'll get a proper Call of Duty anytime soon you know just because of all the contracts and everything they've made as far as uh, you know the new Call of Duties on Game Pass but what about like you know the 20 old ones do you think they bring like a suite of those around
0: i was gonna ask what do you think they're gonna do for the christmas season because they don't really don't have any like first party titles lined up right there's like no banger of a game that like xbox is gonna try to sell you for christmas so do you mm-hmm. think that maybe they release some type of like you're saying an act, like I think it kind of ties in your question. Do you see an Activision bundle being sold on an Xbox uh, for Christmas or like for Black Friday? Um, you know I, I think you know they need to do something for the holiday season,
1: right I don't know if sell. Sol- I think the the move is you package game Pass with like the series S or something like that, and that's your. Mm-hmm. That's your holiday move. You know, three months of Game Pass or something like that.
0: That's so insane uh, to think that you're going to sell a console with no games, just Game Pass. And, like, people would be down to buy that.
1: Well, but, I mean, you do get games through Game Pass. That's the thing. You don't need to sell Halo. You need to sell Game Pass that gets you Halo.
0: <laughs> hey, guys, you remember Gamefly? <laughs> right? <laughs> This is like what Microsoft reminds me of now. Every time I hear Game Pass, it's like it's just like, "Hey, it's a subscription-based service that lets you play video games."
1: Um, yeah,
2: I, I mean, I could also see them really trying to like, I guess, drive home like Starfield for the holidays. Like garbage. <laughs> I haven't even played it. <laughs> Zach, you know damn well that Shannon does not need to play the game to have a fully (laughs) formed opinion on it.
1: Fair, fair. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Foolish, foolish. But yeah, no, I... I, They obviously don't have the Spider-Man 2 for the holidays, right? Or like the Mm -hmm. Super Mario Wonder for the holidays. But I also think... You look at their first party releases, you know, like a Starfield, like a Forza... They're not even packaged like, hey, go to the store and buy it. The advertising is get it off Game Pass. That's the advertising for it. I don't think I've seen one ad or read one ad where it's like in stores now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very unique take on it. Yeah, you know, there, there were no pre-order links up for that. I've seen Spider-Man 2 pre-order links 20 times a day for the last week in my Twitter feeds. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. I'm what I am looking forward to now, though, I will tell you guys is next year's like E3 window because you got to think they have some, after spending $77 billion between Activision and Bethesda, you got to come with some heat. You just have to, you need to, you need to have the we've arrived press conference, with just bangers after bangers after bangers and then hope they're not all redfall you know what i mean
2: like <laughs> dude, it would be so funny to just get another one of the oh guys it's coming e3 media <laughs> like just the wave of just straight like everyone's just like god damn it i knew this was gonna happen like everyone's just gonna be sitting there being like oh dude they're still yeah oh you want another gears of war game oh it's coming can't tell you when, but boy is it coming.
1: Yeah,
0: but, but you know, Activision's Gears of War is gonna be pretty dope.
1: That's what I was saying, like get get Sledgehammer to make that shit. You know, like let's let's go. We've got y'all got real ass shooter ass shoot studios now. Like real ones, big boy ones. Like let's get let's give them the keys. I want a Trey Arc Halo. Let's do this. <laughs> God damn it. You know who? You know who keeps making great shooters every single goddamn year that never feel old and crunchy? Fucking Activision! Give them the keys to Halo! God damn it! Trying to sell me twenty dollar cat ears? Fuck out of here! Like, how about give me a game I want to play more than a month? <sighs> yeah
0: <laughs> you ever regret buying that season pass for like the first season
1: <laughs> oh i don't uh, that that was a great month that was a great month mm-hmm. and then they told us that season was going to be six months and we we're like wait whoops um well i i won't be playing for six months but uh <laughs> yeah that I'm was not such an, a bummer I'm not be
0: playing for six more minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy Wow. And that was, a, that was a great, like, two weeks. We had a great, fun two weeks with that game.
0: It was. It was it was good. It was fun. I liked playing with you guys. It was good.
1: And then, you know, we never played anything together ever again.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not for lack of trying. I think it's just uh, there just hasn't been an opportunity for us to actually get all, all on board with something that we want. That's
1: true. To and there really hasn't been, like, that game that's mm-hmm. been calling to us. Mm-mm. And Redfall. Redfall was Redfall. So we just (laughs) remember when when that game was coming out, we all had plans. We're like, okay, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. Those first reviews hit and we're like, and or we could just not even download it. Or we could (laughs) do that. Let's just
2: not waste our time with that, please.
1: Please. Like second extinction again?
2: No thanks.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, have you guys seen they launch their whole sixty frames update and all that? And Apparently they patched uh, enemy encounters in Redfall and they they did a whole bunch of work to Redfall and released a major patch upgrade that apparently fixes a lot of problems people had in the game. And if I memory serves, when that game launched about, was it five months ago now? Mm-hmm. Four months ago, something like that? Sure. Uh, I remember one Shannon Michael Moore saying... Yeah, they're going to do this. They're going to make it 60 frames a second. And no one's going to care. Because, and then he proceeded to go down the list of everything that was coming out in like August through October. And we were like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. No one's going to give a shit that Redfall's fixed. And here it is. (laughs) Early October. Guess what, guys? They fixed Redfall. Y'all, they got this Spider-Man coming out next week. Like, dog, I can't. I can't even be bothered. Like, what do we care about? Um so yeah. Shannon read the tea leaves, foretold <laughs> the future. Kudos to our man.
0: You know, every once in a while a garbage can gets a steak. So, you know, mm. Dude, those are words to live by. <laughs> uh one,
1: one day it'll happen to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But speaking of a uh, Spider-Man, let's let's have you heard any news about Spider-Man 2?
1: Um, so the review embargo lifted this Did morning. It. Yes. And, uh... Yeah, that game's getting a lot of high scores. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything I was reading was like... Uh, the worst I saw was like a nine... Or no, it was like a seven. And <laughs> it was the one where... Uh, i want to say it was i it was like Forbes i think or something Forbes. like that and and they uh their main thing was like sure it's a bigger world there's more to do but it doesn't necessarily make it a better experience it just means there's more of it mm-hmm. and kind of the their complaint was a little more of the same that seems to be in the uh minority though because most of the reviews i'm reading are nines and tens or four fours and fives or whatever scale you're going to use and uh, people are saying it's you know that rare sequel that does everything better and the and and the thing that I've locked in on is even the negative to be fair no review has been negative in any way there's just the ones that are even a little more nitpicky
0: mm-hmm.
1: they all say the storyline is is one of the best they've ever seen as far as a comic book superhero storyline. And specifically once Venom becomes a character in the game and it's like that game just goes to another level. And at that's the time I stopped reading because like, great, <laughs> I'm in, I was already in now. I'm, I'm even more so, I don't need to know any particulars at this point. I don't want to know the intricacies of the controls. Just tell me like it's the first two games, Miles Morales and, and Spider-Man, and that it's as fun to move around as it is to fight, and the stories are awesome. Great. Great. We're good. I pre-ordered. My game will be here. I'm <laughs> awesome.
0: I mean, that's that's basically how it is. Like is. We've just been talking probably for the last three weeks about give us a game that has an immersive story that draws us in and we'll, we'll play it for 40 to 60 hours because we love the story. And it sounds like they nailed this. It sounds like the gameplay is what we know and love. And like the characters we have played two games with already, and we're excited to get another one. And it, in like the detail I've seen in the cityscapes is impressive and beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, I'm all for it. Like there are people out there that are bashing the game on Twitter because they're, you know, they, they show that battle scene where it's like, uh, Peter Parker or Spider-Man's being dragged up the building and miles Morales is kind of like chasing him. And there's a helicopter that crashes into the side of the building. Yeah. yeah and they're yeah, like, and then... Oh, like, you know, the glass should be shattering and breaking. And like, how can people think this is acceptable? I was like, bro, look at everything else that's going on in this game right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you're, you're being a little, you're <laughs> being a little too nitpicky, like get over this shit Um. But, you know, I mean, Forbes, stay in your lane, bro. You're a financial magazine. Get out of here. Like, get out of my video <laughs>
2: <laughs> Justin, you got a take on it? Um, I mean, I'm excited that it's doing really good. I have seen, since the embargo date lifted, like, a ton of people showing clips and whatever of it all over Twitter. Yeah. Like, I saw one of Miles, I guess, fighting Sandman, and it totally was the scene from Constantine where the chick gets, like, ripped through the walls and goes flying. It was that, but it was Miles going, like, blasting through the side of a building. I was like, dude, that looked awesome. I, I thought that looked really cool. Um, whoa. I know uh, I pre-installed Mario Wonder, so I, I am going to play Spider-Man at some point, but um, I'm going to be playing Mario first.
1: Well, it's uh, good, because I'm... Did we talk about my nefarious plan for my acquisition of Mario <laughs> Wonder on the show? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I know we yeah. talked about it in the Discord, but it is
2: a it is a thousand percent a like genius level IQ play, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, because my son's birthday is early November, and uh, he has many aunties and uncles that want to get him birthday presents. And on his list is things like Super Mario Wonder and Uh, Detective Pikachu and games that I also would like to play, but uh, don't necessarily want to buy. And so (sighs) I think I'm going to let the uncles and aunties jump in there and help your boy out a little bit. (laughs) And then, you know, whatever one he's not playing, I can rock with the other one and, that's how I'll get those games in, but it also works out nice for me because now I have a nice like two and a half week window before any of those titles show up at my house to knock out Spider-Man. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about that.
2: That is exciting. I also want to say, you know, Spider-Man's not the only game that the embargo date was lifted on. Zach's uh, new game of the year, Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> also had its embargo date lifted today and i will say the uh, reviews for that are not quite as glowing as uh spider-man 2
0: oof
2: yeah they're Instead not of bad the, uh, nines and nines and tens it's been getting a lot of uh sixes and sevens okay and...
1: okay okay let's not talk like a six is a 2 okay let's just
2: I mean, I'm I'm not saying a six is a two, but you know, I'm calling a six a six.
1: Okay, but also, uh, I that game has Black Friday written all over it. Yes, and and I'm hoping that's the case because I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I don't remember if you guys talked about this, but that game in motion, because like yeah, when the review bars looked up, very similar. You saw people posting clips and talking about it and things like that. That game in motion looks awesome. Like, it is beautiful to look at. And, and I kind of just want to play it to see how it can... Like, is it the controls that are the problem? Is it just the difficulty that's the problem? Like, what is it that is throwing people off so much about it? Because looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that looks great. What's the issue? And so... But we, as we all know, we've all played beautiful games that control like dog shit. And you're just... It's maddening. So I don't, is that the issue? That's what I want to know. So I read some of the reviews because I was Mm -hmm. also
2: curious as to, like, what they were trying to hit it on. And, like, pretty much everything I read, everyone said, like, visually, it's very pretty. Like, it's gorgeous. Um, The problem people had with it was they were saying that, like, especially in the beginning, that, like, checkpoints are few and far between. Mm. And there's, like, a lot of enemies, like, mobs and stuff, like, on the way that like there's some enemies that like will just down you in two hits um and it takes a lot more hits to kill them they don't drop a lot of like the you know in souls games you get like the stones that you break to yeah, get yeah, more yeah. souls and stuff that like it's hard to level up especially in the beginning because a lot of the enemies don't drop a lot of stuff to help you level up quickly uh and from users a lot of what I read was, like, apparently performance issues. Even on, like, the PS5 and stuff, people were saying that it was, like, incredibly buggy. Ah, that's and a bummer. like, a lot of people said they, like, it either A, needs a patch, or they just, like, straight up, like, wanted a refund from it. So, uh, hopefully they can get that fixed. Because, yeah, I also, you know, that is a solid,
1: like, 30 to $40 Black mm-hmm. Friday title to me. Yeah, right, 29 with a bullet. Where we go? Um, but yeah, Hey developers, you've got what? Five weeks before black Friday to uh, patch that up and, uh, let's, let's get on that. <laughs> so it works when I make my purchase. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Um, the thing. Okay. So you bring up a good point. Lords of the fallen, uh, also hitting with, I just wanted to run this past you real Real quick before we hit that last thing, because I'm thinking about it. With all the titles come out, we have said multiple times this has been maybe the best gaming year since like 2013 or something along those lines. Like it's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. You just go down the list. It's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. What's the game that slipped for you that you haven't played that you really want to or will slip? It's coming, and you know you're not getting you're not going to get there. Ooh, because. I'll tell you what mine is right now when I look at what's coming down the pipe and what I'm going to have access to. And it's Alan Wake 2. And I really want to play it. I really do. But, but there's a Spider-Man game y'all. And then I'm going to have these two Nintendo games sitting there and I've got games I need to finish still cough, dead space cough. And, um, yeah i i just don't know if i'm gonna get to it and it's making me really sad like i'm actually kind of getting a little anxiety about it because i really want to play alan wake 2 and it's kind of killing me inside
2: yeah well, I think, and you know
0: uh, I, I think for me it's detective pikachu um because like i mean i I want to play it i'm interested in it because I, I never played the original detective pikachu um but i think it would be a good game to play with my son um but yeah i don't uh i don't see myself getting around to it this year
2: yeah i know um like i am going to be getting alan wake two, Zach, so rest assured i will tell you how amazing it's going to be um but i know for me like honestly i probably won't be playing uh spider-man 2 (laughs) this year Mm. if i had to guess but also dude baldur's gate 3 I've had so many people wanting me to play Baldur's Gate 3, and it's like, dude, like, that's, like, a 200-plus, like, hour fucking endeavor. Like, I know people who have, like, three campaigns going on playing that game, and they have not beat the game yet. Like, they haven't even gotten close to beating the game, and it's like, dude, I don't, with this year, there's not any amount of time to be able to invest into trying to get into Baldur's Gate 3 or anything, especially in this last couple months of the year. That's actually stuff coming out.
1: That's also a great call because Baldur's Gate 3 is one of those ones. uh, When I saw the window closed, I knew that was it. I was never going to get back there. Final Fantasy 16 was the same way where it Mm -hmm. was like Final Fantasy 16 was a game I was going to play this year. And then it became a game I'm going to beat over the next year and a half. Real quick. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like that window closed stuff started coming out. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just keep poking away at this for a while. So, but yes. Uh, so the last little thing I want to talk to you guys about. And maybe it's only relevant to Justin's interests. But uh, you know the company Analog, right? That made the Analog Pocket. It's that like mm-hmm. super modern Game Boy thing that plays Game Boy and Game Gear and all that on like a hyper screen and it's all cool uh, they they revealed their next system which is the Analog 3D which is going to bring N64 games to 4K and it comes with a new modernized N64 controller which I assume isn't the worst controller ever made like the original consoles and um, and uh, I wanted Justin's thoughts, because this seems like it was made for you. So...
2: I, I do see the picture of the controller, and the controller does look really nice. It looks very similar to, like, the Pro Controller for the Switch. Mm. Um, Man, it's one of those things that, like, nostalgia aside, I'm going to be real honest. Like, N64 games don't really hold up. Like, it's one of those where you take the nostalgia goggles off and honestly, out of, like, every, I feel like, console over the past, like, 30 years, like, in 64 games. Like, N64 and PS1 is, mm-hmm. like, that era of... You have fond memories of those games, but if you go back to try and play the majority of them, you are not going to have... As memorable of an experience as you did when that shit initially came out, like you know, I I love me some Paper Mario sixty four. Yeah. I love me some Glover. Like it has, they have <laughs> banger titles on the N sixty four. But
1: okay, Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Yes. Um. So Justin just said the words <laughs> Glover and banger titles. Together in the same sentence, and I'm kind of questioning everything I know at this point about Justin. Uh, Dude, Glover's great. Like, I, I love think, Glover. I, I think he's still talking. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I think he's
0: having
2: a stroke. <laughs>
1: Glover, Justin, uh, it's good.
2: Like, it's not an amazing game. I'm not gonna sit there and y- tell you. You don't that again, say. But
1: you don't say. Really? Like, it's a very it's hard not.
2: game, but. I think Glover is like the perfect, like, capsule for the N64 of, like, the level of weirdness. Like, you know, you had your Clay Fighter 64. Like, you had. Glover was like one of those games where it's like a LSD, like, <laughs> elevator pitch to someone where, like, how did this even get fucking made? Like, it is so. Uh, weird it's the perfect the it's the
1: perfect capsule for the n64 because it's a trash platformer <laughs> that's you're right a you are right. N64. You're not like, wrong how many of those did they come out with man right. like so many between Dude, that and the ps1 a one a week <laughs> between that and the ps1 they was you're not lying it was literally like one <laughs> a week like just the hottest trash 3d platformers yeah, but. I ju-
0: I'm just trying to understand how you could say that that encapsulates the N64. I mean, like, there are so many other games that I would rather choose as a champion for the no. N64.
2: So, I'm not saying it's the champion of the N64, but I feel like it captures, like, the soul. Like, the energy of the N64. Like, the fun. The mm-hmm. weirdness. I, I don't like, disagree with you. I don't. I don't. Because, like, you know, after, after N64 is when video game like once you hit the like gamecube xbox like ps2 era like that's when we kind of got more into the like oh there's like you can't do this anymore like there's more like a set path of you need to like have this and this like there's like no more like weird controls or like experimental whatever it was more kind of like cut and paste like this is what we need to do going forward because this is like what gaming is now but I feel like, you know, N64 had a lot of really, not all of them are good, but it had a lot of really strange and weird titles like Glover yeah. that experimented with the medium and stuff. It was kind of like the Wild West of, you know, it's like some dude had an idea and they're like, yeah, dude, fuck it. Like, let's just run with it. We'll bang this out in six months and call it a day. Or like Arrow
1: the Acrobat and all that crap. Like there was, there was a whole bunch of them back in that day. Um, I just think the N64 is a real weird choice to build a retro console out of. Like, just N64. If this was N64 and PS1 or something like that, sure. No problem. But like, hey, here's something you can plug your N64 cartridges into that does it all up-res in 4K and makes them cool now. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... It's a year away. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like when it hits, but I, uh, I can say right now I am not seeing the vision, Justin. (laughs) So, uh, Oh, Hey, Hey guys, we're getting flagged over. Uh, Oh, I think, I think our boy wants us to, uh, to pull over. I haven't seen him in a while, so.
0: Hey, guys, you like wrestling? Because I got some trailers for you, and one of them's got a lot of wrestling in it. J- so Justin,
2: why don't we Justin, sit down? Hey, stop, stop. 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 Hey, stop hitting stop, on, on the Drive, drive, drive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, take away our trailer trash, please. All
2: right, so, you know, let's, you know, He was talking about some wrestling, so let's talk about a little wrestling. So, this first movie here, we got... Which, I'm actually surprised that this is being made by A24. Like, this seems pretty, I feel like, grounded. Like, they do a lot more, like, experimental, like, really weird, like, horror movies. It's kind of, I feel like, what A24 has become known for. Mm -hmm. But we're getting the Iron Claw, uh, which is... I want to say, it's, is it based on a true story? Like, I don't watch wrestling, uh, but I think it's kind of based on, like, true, fairly true events. Um, I know it has the dude from The Bear in it, and I love that. And Zac Efron? Yes. And Zac Efron, yes. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, it looks cool. It doesn't really look like something, you know, it's kind of out of my wheelhouse, per se, but, you know cast wise and stuff i think it has uh some good people in it so people who are into that kind of thing i think are gonna really enjoy it uh dude shannon you know zach doesn't care dude we're, he didn't watch it <laughs> dragon ball <laughs> dot Di- i don't even know how to say it diama
1: dima 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 yeah dragon ball Dimebag? Yeah, dime bag dude yeah Dimebag wait real quick real quick I just from last week's show. I have to comment on something. Neither one of you knew how to pronounce the name John Ricatello. Unity <laughs> CEO, like the former CEO of EA. Like you mean John Rigatoni <laughs> Yeah, like he's one of the biggest like video game luminaries for the last twenty years. Like, is he though? Y- yes.
0: Like <laughs> I mean, I, in my defense, I don't really think I gave it a try. I don't remember. It was kind of a you know. I was, yeah.
2: Sorry, I didn't read his entire IMDbD page.
0: <laughs> Zack, I didn't have Google to, like pronounce it for me before. We went I'm on sorry you
1: haven't listened to a video game podcast in the last 20 years where they wow, talk about he John hasn't been relevant
0: in, in ages.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still not Unity rolling. totally. You got fired. Y- unity totally irrelevant. Jeez. Like, well, it is now, but yeah. No, no one was talking about it in the last couple months. Um, but yes. Sorry. I just... That just rang bells. Anyway, moving on. No, you're fine. But Shannon...
2: <laughs> yeah. Everyone... All the Dragon Ball Z characters, they're turning into babies. And I'm not really sure why, uh, <laughs> but it happens in the, It's basically... People were comparing it to GT in that sense, but... You know, I, I think, you know, Goku turning into a kid was the least of GT's problems. Uh, yes. I don't think that is why it sucked. Uh, but apparently, you know, it's made by, it's, the story was written by the actual, you know, father of Dragon Ball. So the story is supposedly canon, and it takes place sometime after Boo Saga and before Super. So it's like fitting in the timeline somewhere in there. Animation-wise, though, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very disappointed that it wasn't super initially. Like, I was hoping we're finally getting... We're going back to... It's been a couple years since uh, the end of the whatever universe tournament arc and stuff. So I was like hoping we were going to get back on track with that. But, you know, I, I'm going to give it a flyer. Like, It looks cool. I know it's for Dragon Ball Z's like, 40th anniversary or whatever is why they're doing it. But, you know, I think it looks pretty dope.
0: You know, I wish I shared your excitement because I am, like, a big Dragon Ball fanboy. Like, I love that shit. But <clears throat> the last couple movies, I kind of feel they have kind of done themselves a disservice, like, going back to the well and trying to recreate these iconic battles with these iconic characters. And I think they've fallen a little flat in a lot of their uh, retellings. That's just my personal opinion. I know you we, we've, we've gone back and forth on this a couple times. But... Um, I think like this whole like chibi like small like anime like Dragon Ball like thing is more of a cash grab than anything else. It's just kind of like, hey, you know what's gonna sell like hotcakes? A whole bunch of like chibi Dragon Ball characters, like the weeb's out there are gonna love them, um, and so that's what they're just gonna go with. Um, they're gonna create a whole series around it, and it's gonna sell like gangbusters. But I don't know if I'm going to be if I'm gonna be in on it, bro. Like you know. Muppet Babies were cool when I was like, you know, <laughs> growing up, but like, you know, I don't I haven't watched Muppet Babies in like 30 years. Uh it's this is probably going to be one of those things I'm just going to
2: kind of let fall by the wayside too. No, and you know, you're right. Like I'm hoping the best for it, but I'm not putting, you know, all my eggs on the it's going to be top tier peak anime Dragon Ball. So, mm. But you know, I, I want to rein Zach back in here because I know we're all fans of some uh, giant kaiju's, and you know we're getting Monarch coming to the Apple streaming service, yeah, and we are. it has. In the trailer, you know, we see some John Goodman, um, we see some what was it Kurt Russell? Yeah,
1: Kurt Russell. Yep, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know we see Godzilla at the very end, and I know that was kind of a big point, like. Is how much Godzilla are we actually mm-hmm. getting in this? Um, which, it's one of those things where, I guess it depends. Like, I wouldn't be sad if there wasn't a ton of Godzilla if they give me some of the other monsters. Like, we did get to see a good hand. Like, we got to see Rodan and King Ghidoria and stuff in, like, King of the Monsters and stuff. And I know, you know, there's an entire laundry list of other Godzilla monsters that we haven't got to see yet. So if they give us more of those i also wouldn't be sad um you know to kind of pad it out whatever they don't want to just blow all the budget on just godzilla but it looks really good like it looks like you know it takes place kind of after the the fallout of you know the movies like king of monsters and stuff like that after a lot of the cities got ruined by the giant monsters it's kind of like you know people trying to rebuild and you know figure out what the hell's going on with all these like dinosaurs and flying dragons in the sky and shit like that it
0: seems cool it seems like it's going to be very expensive to make but apple's never shied away from spending a crap ton of money on a series um you know they have like the foundation they have uh what was it for all mankind um you know, silo, like there are a lot of series as they put out that are very, um, you know, heavy to produce, like financially to produce. Um, so I don't see them shying away from putting Godzilla in there. Like you can't put him in every episode or put her in every episode, like, and have it be, you know, I think it's like diminishing returns. Like if you see Godzilla every week, it's going to be a little kind of dissatisfying if there's no like resolution there um but i think there'd be a, a hefty build up to like a season finale where that's very like godzilla heavy um yeah. i would like to see that kind of play out and you know if you give like ultimately like what i would like to see the series evolve into is like pacific rim but it's just like mecha godzilla controlled by humans against like you know i know as wish you guys could see like the audible like the the very visual uh like head roll that justin just gave me but i
2: mean i mean yeah they tried it in the other movie it didn't work out too well but i know that's why i i love mecha godzilla mecha godzilla is like number one with the bullet like in my book i love mecha godzilla and i was beyond disappointed with Mm -hmm. the rendition of mecha godzilla we got in godzilla vs kong so i absolutely would love mm -hmm. them to be like that, that was just version 1. Like, we got version 2.0, and it actually, like, you know, make my boy a little thick. He's got that little dumpy on him, you know? It's not some little stick figure, like, dinosaur skeleton. Like, no, make my boy thick. He's got the little missile fingers and shit. Like, give me Mechagodzilla 2.0.
1: I'm sorry they made Mechagodzilla look like something that could actually fight Godzilla. <laughs> and not, like, a fucking PS5 vertical that needed to get knocked over you know like it's but uh no i mean i know what you're saying as far as like the the newer renditions i kind of agree <sighs> i'm skeptical i'm like i love these godzilla movies more than people probably should cuz they're not good and i'm aware but i love them um i'm highly skeptical the thing that has given me actually more faith that this might be really good is twisted metal because twisted metal looked like complete dog shit and was fantastic. So I'm, I'm setting aside my, my, my personal leanings going into this, hoping I've got hope gentlemen, that this is going to be something worth watching. Uh, The trailer where they have the little eggs and you see the little kaijus. Fuck those eggs. And the kaijus <laughs> they're showing aren't recognizable like classic Godzilla kaijus. Have me a little worried. Are they? Because Justin's not wrong. There's there's a storied, uh, uh, you know, monster's closet full of kaijus they can pull things out of. But are they or are they just making some shit up? You know, for for the show, which is possible, yeah. And is this all going to build up to the last five minutes where Godzilla shows up? <laughs> Are we gonna watch, <laughs> you know, nine hours of TV to get five minutes of Godzilla? Like, I, I just can see it going that way. for all the reasons Shannon listed, with like budget and everything going, it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna spend the money to have Godzilla in every episode, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it to a point. It's got, it, I'm, I'm going to give it two episodes. And if it, <laughs> if it doesn't got me by two episodes, I'm probably out. The only thing I will say is much like a show we're going to discuss in the spoiler zone. Uh, if you've got the actors acting in it and this show seems to like they, they have, uh, they have guys with chops Plural on on the show, so if there's a decent script and these guys can knock out park acting and get me hooked that way, great. Because like you know, when we're going to talk about Loki in a bit, there ain't, there are ain't a ton of effects in that show. There's a lot of dudes sitting in a room eating pie and talking, and <laughs> and you know what? It's fantastic. It's riveting because those guys can act their fucking asses off, and so yeah, I, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. I don't need the Kong versus Godzilla spectacle of a monster fight every ten minutes to keep my interest, as long as it's good. So that's where I'm at with that. I I, I have hopes.
0: I will tell you to hedge your reservations a little bit more because of like the whole Twisted Metal comparison. Because Twisted Metal was a shit show, but they
1: but a marvelous so, one.
0: I know, but oh, they lean so, so far into that, like it was never full of itself, right? Like it just leaned into the campiness and that's why it was so charming to watch right is because you were just enamored with how much they were chewing up the scenery and how much they were just kind of like embellishing all of these uh characters from a video game that basically had no plot um so with this one it kind of seems like they're taking more of the dramatic approach and that's what concerns me is like this one, you know, maybe it's so full of itself that it just can't get out of its own way to be something good. Um, so that would be my only like, you know, hole in that, in that mm-hmm. hope mm-hmm. you have. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, like what two episodes you can't, can't, uh, can't knock it after two episodes.
1: Right. right. You, try,
0: right. You, you gave it a try.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, by the end of the second episode in Twisted Metal, I got Sweet Tooth, and I was in. I'm like, all right, we're good. I'm in. Um, Alright, do we have any other trailers to discuss?
0: I mean, we could skip the last one. We could probably move on. Okay, sounds good. I mean, Justin, unless you want to talk about American fiction.
2: No, I mean, it looks funny, but, you know, I... It's not necessarily also kind of, like, usually something that, like, I particularly would watch um so you know i'm fine you know guys go out buy an iphone 15 so we can get 10 minutes of godzilla all right apple obviously <laughs> needs more money for the budget so go pre-order your iphone so we can get 10 minutes of godzilla in the last episode all right <laughs> You know, also,
0: I want to trail back to something else. Um, You were talking about A24 kind of branching out into stuff that's not like crazy horror, like weird psychological Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to applaud that because like Lionsgate started out as basically just the place that makes Saw movies. And like now, you know, now they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. They're doing crazy stuff. So like if if A24 is growing and branching out, more power to them because, I mean, it seems like, you know, they make a lot of stuff that you and Zach enjoy. And, you know, now maybe they'll make something that I enjoy. No, and
2: that's true, and that wasn't a slight by any. <laughs> I totally thought you were me. like.
1: I totally thought you were like. No, no, they're not going to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, no, damn, that wasn't. Justin.
2: <laughs> no, that wasn't a slight against them. You know, it, like they've kind of. That's just kind of what they've been known for. But I know now they are that they have a lot of like you know heavy hitters kind of under their belt, um, and they have more money coming in. They're able to kind of invest that money into other projects and stuff that might not get made by other studios which is kind of how it started out is you know it's kind of indie horror movie stuff that other people like Lionsgate and stuff wouldn't Blumhouse like wouldn't foot the bill for uh I know they actually bid unfortunately they lost cuz I might have been interested in it but uh they were bidding on the rights to for the Halloween TV show oh nice uh so that apparently went up for auction and a i don't remember who ended up getting it but a24 basically came in second place and someone else ended up getting the rights to it mm. uh, which after halloween ends honestly i'm not like super thrilled about it i don't know what they're gonna do but i'm kind of like yeah i could go without another halloween movie for a few years before you try to like bring that back nice well, yeah, that's the only thing I had to say about that.
1: But. I think I think almost the entire world could go a couple years without a new Halloween movie. <laughs> and, and we'd be all right. But what we need is a new Jason movie. Am I right? I mean... No? <laughs> I don't know if you're right, Shannon, but you're not wrong. I okay, will say I'll that. Take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Jason X, still the best modern <laughs> Jason movie. Love it. It's Oh, my God. In the holodeck part where he's... Slamming the one sleeping bag with the camper in it against the other sleeping bag with the camper in it and the and the like campers in the sleeping bags are still like giggling and laughing while he's doing it it oh, kills me every time every time and, and then he wraps it around a tree it's off oh, so yeah um all right, shall we talk about a little what we have been playing?
2: Yes. yeah all
1: right, so I was not here last week. So I couldn't tell you that I finished Cocoon. Woo! Um, it's great. It's fantastic. That last. Uh, Justin, are you still playing it?
2: So I am still playing it, okay. but I I am at like the very end. Like I've played it the last couple nights, and like I think twice now. I honestly thought I was at the end of the game, and it kept going. I was like, really? Yeah. And so I asked my friend who beat it. I'm like dude, this is where I'm at right now. How close am I to the end? And then he's like, dude, you are like right there. So yeah. I got like, I got all the orbs again. You got them all back. Okay. Yes, I got them all back. And now I'm on the, where it's straight up become Patrick's parabox, And it's kind of blowing my mind right now.
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah, that, that last. <laughs> so at one, at some point you lose all the orbs, right? And mm-hmm. then you have to go get them back. And that sequence between the time you lose them and the time you get them back, uh, this game gets hard. Like it gets like really staring at it, not knowing what to do hard. and then and then you make a discovery like, oh, there's the little like teleporters that pull you in and out of the the spheres. You, you make a discovery like, oh, you always go to the last one you went to. And all yeah. of a sudden, it opens up a whole new ro- world for you about like, oh, I oh, oh, so I can grab this and grab this and go here and take this. And now it'll put me in this one, not this one where I came out, but this one where I went in. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it the game is so good at that. It, it so good at creating that sense of like the snowball rolling down the hill. Like you'll be stuck and stuck and stuck and you'll figure out one little piece. And it's so wonderfully designed that that one little piece will like slowly trickle into the next little piece that picks up the bigger piece that picks up the bigger piece. And next, next, you know, this thing you were staring at for 15 minutes, not knowing what to do you solved in 30 seconds just because you were like, oh, because this goes here and this, 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 boom, done, and you're off. And it's like, and it's such a cool feeling every time it happens. It's such a cool feeling. And I do see the parallels. Like a lot of the team that made this was the team that made Inside. So when Play Dead broke apart into the two teams, there was the Somerville studio and then this studio. Uh, and you see the inside in this game, like you really do as far as just the, even the of like, okay, you hatched go. It's like inside. It's like, well, I'm in this building. I guess I'll go to the left. Like, I don't, you know, all right, sure. Um, they don't like explain the story at all or anything, but the way the world's designed and balanced and there's really only one way to do anything you can't, you can't just like stumble into the solutions there's really just a clear path to the solution every time. Um, they It gets really mind-bendingly when you have stuff that's like shooting outside of a sphere, but you needed that effect in the other sphere, and you have to figure out how to get those effects from an outside sphere into an inside sphere, and then you need to be there to move a thing to get... Like, it's... It's, it sounds chaotic, but when you're, when you figure it out and when you do it, it's not, it's actually pretty hmm. easy. It's just getting to that point is very hard. And so, yeah, I, I love this game. I love it so much. It's, it's fantastic. I know I'm, I'm talking around it cause I don't want to be all spoilery about it, but it's, it's really good. It, it does. And Justin was right it does the thing that portal does where when you solve it you feel like the smartest person on the planet you it it gives you that like huge serotonin boost of like i am the greatest yes <laughs> and uh yeah i solid i would say 8 hours is what it took me beginning to end um and it's just it's just good man it's just fun
0: it's great do you feel the ending was, was worth it? Like, do you feel like it kind of wrapped everything up well?
1: <laughs> Not really. No, it just kind of... Like, the whole thing is just weird. Like, I wouldn't even <laughs> say there's just a... I wouldn't even say there's a story, really. You're just kind of moving along, and crazy shit is happening as you're going through. And then, and then something happens to your character, and then you... And then it ends. And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. And then, you know, like, do I get more of this? Is there a sequel? I don't know. Like it, it totally, it, it has that indie project in the biggest sense of the word of like, it's, it feels like an art project. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this, this was not something they set up to make uh cocoon Two with, you know, there's no okay. sequel coming um, or at least no connected sequel anyway, I would think. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's just a really good puzzle game. That's all it is. It's just a really good puzzle game. And it, it keeps pulling you along, and it keeps building upon itself as you play it. And then by the end, you're using everything you've pulled from the last seven hours to get through that last hour, and, and it's really well done. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Justin, did you have thoughts more about Cocoon? Uh
2: I, I just wanted to say, A, the part you were... The two parts that kind of have blown my mind so far, which I'm going to tiptoe around like you did, but with the, like you brought it up earlier with the white orb and then the orb within the orb within the orb, like from a technical like programming standpoint, that shit blew my mind. Like I was like, I don't know how they got that to effectively work like at all. Like that's a technical marvel in my mind that, that actually like effectively works how it works. Um. I thought that was really impressive and then uh in the once you like figure out like what to do with the black diamonds and then you're like going up in the sky and it becomes almost like a rhythm shooter Mm -hmm. like i like how the genre just like completely changes like now you're doing this and i was like oh shit like and those parts were honestly some of the hardest parts i could always get to like the fourth level and you're i have a time limit and i was just like fucking it up and then i'm like okay i can get through these three parts i need to get to like the timing right on this fourth one because like shit's moving this way and this way i have to time the shots just right It was
1: really cool how it, like, you know, was... And then you, like, do the back-and-forth thing with the boss. You know, like, the Mm back-and-forth shooting and and all that stuff. And then, yeah. Uh, The boss fights in this game are great. Like, every single one was fantastic, I thought. No, I do
2: love the boss fights and the fact that you don't actually die, you just kind of get kicked out, and you can just seamlessly, like, jump back in really quick, and it's like, nothing was lost, and it's like, alright, yep, nope, we're going again. We're trying this again.
1: And and I do love how they handle, you know, quote-unquote, dying, or failing, where it's yeah. just, the boss grabs you and throws you back out, and then you go back in, you're right where you left off. There's no, like, real penalty for, for failure. It's just, nope, didn't do it, try it again. And... I I thought that was a really good way of handling it, because it, it doesn't take you out of the game. You don't have that, like, oh, I'm so bummed. I spent all this time, and it didn't work, you know, thing. It's just, you just keep pushing forward.
2: Well, yeah, it's not like you're sitting there on your phone for two minutes waiting for a loading screen or right. something to get back in. It's like, nope, you can just immediately just walk back in, try it again.
1: Yeah. Like, do do it a little bit different this time. <sighs> Like you said, though, it's just a wonderfully designed game. Like, yeah, just the ending bit. And then uh, the other thing I was playing was Street Fighter VI. Mm -hmm. And then the game glitched where my character that I created, his eyes were closed all the time. (laughs) And uh, all the time. Like, no matter if people were talking to him in cut uh, cut scenes or... uh, He was fighting or everything. His eyes were always closed. And it got to the point where it just... Like, originally, I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, so I just wrote it out because it was really funny. Uh, And I couldn't fix it. I would have had to delete the character and restart. But... And so it got to the point, though, where it just annoyed the hell out of me that I stopped playing Street Fighter 6. So... Really? At some point, I need to start a new character. Because...
0: There's, like, no place you can go to, like, change the look of your character and maybe just, like, reset it so that their eyes are open.
1: You know, maybe if I did, I need to find a place where maybe I can try to, like, go to one of their presets or something. I mm-hmm. don't know. But, yeah, I couldn't figure it out myself. So Yeah. I don't know. It would know.
0: kind of be a bummer if you had to start over.
1: Yeah. Because uh, that game's pretty fun, by the way. Like, the fighting in Street Fighter Six is really good. It's awesome, and I was having fun with it, but I just couldn't look at my dumbass character anymore. It was annoying the hell out <laughs> of me. Um, and then, hey, while I've, uh, the last few nights while I've been uh, playing, I've got so much to play. And you guys, I, I started playing Ragnarok again. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't Damn, know oh, why. That, so
0: a, li- a light game, a light, yeah. easy game to
1: play. Well, you know, the thing is, is... I fired. Up. I'm like I don't even remember what I was doing in this one. I fired it up and I had, I was starting to like clean up a bunch of the stuff in the world that I left behind. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a fun way to kill an hour or two. So I just dropped that bitch to story mode, and then just started going around and like, click, you know, getting all the chests and getting all the stuff and like, oh, I'll complete that quest and I'll complete that quest. And I've just been doing that for the last like three or four nights. It's really fun. It's really relaxing. 'Cause yeah, like you you never come close to dying. You get little more bits of the story as you go along with your with your crew and stuff like that. It's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Guess what? Nice. God of War Ragnarok. Good game. I know. <laughs> shocking, but real good game.
0: Glad it didn't come out in twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh Shannon, what have you got?
0: So I've been playing as you all know, I've been playing Sea of Stars for a while yeah, now. yeah, and so this week I finally rolled credits on Sea of Stars, but they do this one thing that I hate with games, where it's like you finish the game and it says the end, and then a question mark appears right next to the end, like after like a couple seconds, right? And you're just like, God, dang it. Like, what did I miss? Like, where is the end? What's the good ending? Is there a good ending? What's what's going to happen? Um, It's a very weird ending because, like, your characters basically become, like, gods, essentially. And they're like, yeah, cool. Like, we're done with this planet. We're going to go on to, like, the rest of the universe and save everybody. Like, from all these other, like, world eaters and demons, right? And then it turns into a shmup. For a second, what? yeah, it's super weird. Uh, like you go, you, you basically turn into like energy orbs that like fire bullets, and like you basically <laughs> go into outer space and like shoot demon like monsters out of the out of space. Um, so it does take a hard pivot there at the end, and you're just like, okay, it, it's basically after you fought the last boss, who uh, I felt was very underwhelming like it so which tells me that there's something i'm missing like maybe there's a um there's a locked door that you need to have like five chests you need to open five chests in the world to basically open the door up um and i don't know what's in the door i found four of the five chests so uh, there's one in the world i'm missing somewhere i don't know where it is I i have to find that and then when you beat the game Uh, And it says the end with a question mark and you roll credit, you go through all the credits at the very end. There's like a monolith that like appears in one of the towns and it's got five like runes around it and two of the five are lit up and it says, you may want to check this out because there may be something important that you need to, to see. And I was like, you know what, dude, like I've already put like 30 hours into this game. Like, if this isn't the ending, like, this is the fucking ending for me. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to go back to this game anymore. Like, like just respect my time. Respect me as a person. I'm not going to go back through your game and start all over <laughs> again and try to find out these other things and find all this other stuff. Like, if you want to show me something, show me something on my first playthrough. The second playthrough should be. You know, a bonus, like if you enjoy the game a lot and you want to go through and explore the nuances on a harder level or, you know, there's a new mechanic that you want to try out that you only got at the end of the game. Like, I mean, one of the characters you get basically three quarters of the way through the game. So like there's not a lot of playtime with them, Um, you know, so if you wanted to like I could see in playing the game through again with this other character, which would be cool. But it just it doesn't make me want to go back and play it. So, like, you know, basically I rolled credits. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is just going to have to be the ending that I want that I get right here. And then I went to go play Wolfenstein, uh, the new Colossus. What was it? The second one, the one that just goes off the rails that you were talking about. It's not the new Colossus. It's a new order, right? Yeah. New, yeah. Uh,
1: no. New Colossus. The new Colossus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm starting that. Nice. and am playing that on the Steam Deck. And it is fun because I've been craving a decent first-person shooter for ages. Um, and something that I can play on the Steam Deck before I'm going to bed. Um, so, you know, I really am enjoying it. Like, it is fun. Um, I haven't gotten too far in the game yet. This game is old, so I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to tell tell you where I am. Um, like, the uh, the head of the Resistance, she got her head cut off. Um, oh. you, get, you get the power suit, the armor suit you Mm -hmm. get back on the u-boat you realize that there's a whole like set of catacombs that you've never explored on the boat and like you just there's a whole bunch of nazis on your own boat that are transmitting your location um and then you like no i forgot about that yeah yeah and then you (laughs) shoot that you shoot the hell out of all of them and then basically like you're like okay cool like now we can basically hide on this u-boat and like you know regroup essentially and uh, you basically just held the funeral for like the the chick, uh, the the lead of the the head of the resistance, and um, you're kind of just like figuring out what you're gonna do, but you know like your body's all wrecked, and like if you get outside
1: the suit, you're basically gonna like die.
0: Um, I, I do sign- love that
1: they're just like, I do love that they're just like, yeah, we know you're hobbled after the first game, so here's a suit that just let you not be yeah Um, yeah let's do that
0: the uh the constant like uh degeneration of your health kind of sucks like you know i mean Mm. like you never be above 50 percent health like right now where i'm at so you know it's cool like that blonde lady is crazy uh you know she's insane um and you know that's going to be a fun battle um as the story progresses but um, I like it. Uh, I think they've done a lot to kind of maybe update it or make it a little bit more uh, friendly to, to people. Because, like, when you get shot now, um, you know, you do get, like, the like the red color where you get shot. Like, you know, so there's, like, a little indicator of the direction the bullet's coming from. So it makes it a little mm-hmm. easier. Because I know those scene, the scenery is a little um, monochromatic. And, like, the people do a pretty good job of kind of blending into the background. Um so, it does help you kind of locate where you're where you're getting shot from. Um, but I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it playing it on the Steam deck. and it runs so well, which is what surprises me is like why are these some of these newer games like not Steam deck certified, but mm-hmm. other games like Wolfenstein are.
1: Um, so oh, that know. would be because Wolfenstein that would be because Wolfenstein came out uh, six years ago.
0: <laughs> it really has been that long since I've yeah, since that yeah. games came I out. Mean, I want to say
1: it was 2017 wow. or something like that. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean it's graphically it still
0: looks great. It looks like some of the I games know, that yeah. come out today. So I don't know. Okay. I just you know BJ uh, is he's so like dour now. Like he's like it's like every time I hear him, he's like he sounds like Harrison Ford. He's like mumbling to himself. He's, oh Claire, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm so, Maybe you could spread your wings and fly one more time. And it's like, dude, like, you can you can talk in a regular voice for like a little bit, you know? Like, you don't every not not everything has to be like this gruffled whisper. But
1: uh, that, that, game ta- that game takes a hard left turn about halfway <laughs> through, so just buckle up. Just
0: buckle up. It's, <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, yeah. I'm really, because like I remember you were just saying like this game is crazy, and I was like, I... I'm, I'm, I'm down for crazy right now.
1: I, I cannot wait until you get there because <laughs> I'm waiting for the text that's going to happen at like midnight of just like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck? And I'm going to be like, yep, here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how um, how many hours did it take you to beat the game? Do you remember? Uh, oh, I don't. I don't. It was so long ago. Okay. I mean, like, dude, would you say I'm like a quarter of the way through the game with like what I've been telling you about? Or is it
1: if I am I still is there a lot of meat on this bone? There's still a good chunk of meat on that bone. Uh, you might be like a quarter, maybe a quarter, but nice. Yeah, I'll take
2: it. All right. Well, uh, Justin, playing anything else? So outside of Cocoon, uh, I was trying to because I haven't got to play Moving Out Two yet because I never finished one. So I was trying to finish. <laughs> yeah, you really got to keep the story.
1: You got to keep the story
2: straight. It, so, dude, you know. I have to know what happens, Zach. I can't Mm -hmm. just be going in, moving out 2. I don't know, you know, what happened in the first game. But, uh, yeah. So, I've been trying to work my way through finishing moving out 1, which I think I'm right at the end. Like, I got to space. uh, And, man, dude, some of those space levels are insane. Like, there's a lot of flamethrowers on, like, timers and stuff. And there was, like, the... uh, I like the, the guava pool where it's, like, the floor is lava, but it's guava, mm-hmm. and uh, some, some of those levels were uh, intense, like, you know, trying to walk on little thin walkways and carry stuff, and there's, like, a lot of, like, some of the levels, it's like, oh, yeah, there's only, like, 15 items or something, but they're all, like, two people need to carry them, so it's like, god damn it, so it's like, you have to, like actually, like, work together. Like, I can't just sit there and start dragging whatever. Like, we both have to run over there and try and get stuff. And then did, like, the one level where it was... You're on, like, some, like, John Wick-style, like, the moving van's over here, and then we're on this moving truck over here, (laughs) and, like, trying to chuck shit across the freeway, like, onto the actual truck and work our way through this, like, you know, 16, like room giant truck trailer thing trying to work our way to the front and it was hectic but it was a lot of fun like I I'm hoping that uh, by this weekend and stuff I'll probably well by this weekend I'll have Mario Wonder so I'm probably not even gonna return back to it until that's done (laughs) but if I'm being real honest but it was still a lot of fun it was a lot of fun playing it um I do like moving out it's it's not overcooked but I feel like it's probably one of the best overcooked like adjacent style games
1: oh it's it's overcooked where you're still like the people you play with afterwards
2: yeah that is true (laughs) like dude dude the the dlc for overcooked is so fucking insane like the s'more island stuff i got maybe like two-thirds into that and then i just I couldn't. I was just like, nope. The game, like, I pulled a, a Shannon where I was like, nope. That is the end of the game for me. <laughs> like, I beat it. Like, I'm not doing this anymore.
1: Nice.
2: But that that is all I have been playing this week.
1: All well, right. That wow. means
2: it is time to release the sirens.
1: Mm, it's spooky time. We got spooky sirens. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Sirens. I've been anxious to talk to you guys about Loki. So uh, have you both watched it?
0: I have not, but you can go ahead and spoil it. It's okay. Um, I've heard a criticism that it is slow.
1: So I I, I, I hear that criticism and I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so Loki is easily, hands down, without question, the best thing Marvel has put out since Loki season one. Like, it's not even close. It's... Okay. I mean, and, most of
0: the fans from Disney would agree with you, because, I mean, the numbers are through
1: the roof. Yeah. The the thing I find interesting is they the thing that makes the show good is, like, the antithesis of every other Disney Marvel property that is coming out. Like it's good because it's slow. It's super character driven. There's a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking in rooms. Like there's not, you know, the, I think in two episodes, there's been maybe one good action sequence in two episodes. And that was when they were uh, hunting down a former hunter that went to the sacred timeline to go live his best life. Um, And yeah, like it, it, so essentially to catch people up, he remains, Sylvie kills him, uh, unleashing Kangs on everyone. You know, timelines are branching left and right. Uh, and now because that's happening, the TVA is like crashing because they do not have the capabilities to manage all these different timelines. And, uh, but the people at the TVA are like, no, 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 no. We were all stolen and put here. We have not lived at the TVA our entire lives. We did not like. We were all variants that got taken from timelines before they got pruned and put here with our memories wiped. And so, you know, like there's a kind of a mini rebellion going through the TVA. Um, and then there's the old guard of the TVA that still, you know. Loyal, in a sense, to the mission. Um, and at the end of the second episode, I find they made a very interesting decision in that the old guard was successful before they were captured in pruning almost all of the other timelines. Like, they basically did a full frontal assault and just, like, blew up every other timeline they could find. And in a weird way, kind of got rid of Marvel's multiverse problem in one fell swoop. Like, oh, by the way, there's not all these timelines anymore. So, yeah, we're going to get back to that one sacred timeline again. Anyway, moving on. And so I'm (laughs) curious to see what they do with that. Like, was that a nod to, hey, guys, this whole multiverse bet we made didn't really pay off? Uh, People don't like it? So maybe we're course correcting or was that always part of the plan? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, uh, I find, yeah, the, the character development, OB is a new character they've introduced and he's fantastic. I love OB so much. Um, he's kind of like the, uh, he's the tech dude that's supposed to fix all their like temp pads and all that stuff. And he's been working by himself at the basement of the TVA for you know hundreds of years But he also wrote the manual about how everything operates. And anytime someone has a question, he's like pulls out the book. He's like, "Did you read it? Did you read the manual? Because I wrote it. Like, you know, like it's all in there." Um, But he's he's super funny, Uh, and yeah, the show's just so charming. It's so good. Every time the episode ends, I just want more of it. Sylvie Sylvie uh, has escaped to 1982 Oklahoma. And is living there, working at a McDonald's, just trying to live out life and like eat some French fries and enjoy yourself. But, uh, you know, it's you feel like something's coming. Um, I And I think that's the other thing. The show so far, I mean, sure, it has the big, huge overarching. There's all these multiverses popping up and there's all these people that they're trying to save, blah, blah, blah. But the actual nuts and bolts of the show, the stakes are really low. You know, it's like the first episode is, can we get Loki to stop time slipping? Like, that's the first episode. The second episode is, can we find Sylvie? That's the whole second episode. You know, there's none of this, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've got to get this guy to stop a plague and blah, blah, blah. And we're doing this and we're going there. And there's all these, you know, and it's just one of those, like, you know. We're interrogating a guy. It's going bad. Mobius lost his shit. Hey, do you want to go eat a piece of key lime pie and talk about it for a second? Yeah. All right, dude. And then we sit down and we have a piece of key lime pie and talk about how we lost our shit. It's, it's like that, but it's great. because, And I think it's because you have Tom Hiddleston who has played this character for, what, 11 years now? And knows it inside and out can completely embody the character has a perfect foil with Owen Wilson as Mobius to kind of bounce off of. They play off each other comedically perfectly. Like it's a really fantastic team as far as comedy timing and everything goes. Um And yeah, I just think it's, it's a super strong cast and I, I don't know why it's the best thing they've made since the first season of Loki, but I want to say it's because you have a familiar character who can ground you in a new setting and the new characters they are introducing. They're not a bunch of like superheroes. I need to know who all these people are characters. They're just filling out the world in great ways. they are adding character, like character, not characters. And I think that's the difference that, that you're getting with this show. Justin, your thoughts, dude, like you're a hundred percent,
2: right. Dude, when in episode two, when Loki saw Sylvie for the first time since season one, I honestly got a little choked up and I was like, damn, dude, like it hit me hard. And it's just like, he's such a good actor. And even in episode one and stuff, I was just like, dude, I haven't been like felt that level of emotion in a Marvel TV show. Yeah since loki like yeah. it's night and day different like, i was like dude the level of emotion and stuff from tom hiddleston is better than the majority of the marvel movies we've gotten lately mm-hmm. like that's the level of quality and obi's great like you said i love the actor that they chose to play him i think he's hilarious the joke of like well, he's like, "Did you read the book?" and he's like, "Well, did you read the book?" He's like, "Read the book. I wrote the book." Yeah. Like that joke never gets old. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, Owen Wilson's character is great. And, like I love him and uh, I forget what his name is, Rick Wolf or whatever when they're mm. in the McDonald's talking and the whole like he's like, "Tell me about your movie." And just them having a conversation about yeah. some multiverse fucking movie that like doesn't even really exist or matter. And he's like, "No." Tell me, I I'm genuinely interested. Just tell me about them. He's like, you wouldn't get it, like whatever. They're just going back and forth with each other about it while they're eating French fries and drinking shakes and stuff. It was so funny. But then I also, uh,
1: but then I also love how that guy knows the team is coming to prune the timeline, so he just keeps going like, yeah. How about you take me back? I did my part. How about you take me back to Sacred Timeline now? I, I can we go? Can I get my shake to go? Can I get this food to go? <laughs> like he keeps coming up with the reasons to leave. It's hilarious.
2: Yeah, he just wants to dip, but no, it's super good. I am. It is a bold choice of them to basically retcon everything they did at the end of season one of Loki. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind in your camp. I don't know if that's intentional or not, or kind of like what they're planning to do from here now that they've done that. Uh, I. It honestly probably was a smart call on their part to do that but it's definitely it definitely has me really intrigued with kind of like what they've they've done i feel like a lot in these first two episodes yeah. and i don't really know where they're going to go with it but i'm excited to see i like that miss minutes is bad now yeah like, you yeah. can't trust her they're like oh don't don't talk to that bitch dude she's gone rogue <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so like, she's hanging out so, with Ravona Renslayer like out in the cuts yeah. somewhere <laughs> so
0: uh kind of piggybacking off of this uh mm-hmm. another quick video game thing uh zach s- the new season of marvel snap have you uh played with loki at all
1: oh yeah the loki collector deck is uh very choice that is nice N-
0: nice I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you're still playing that game i'm still playing yeah. it too um i got uh what was it who who was the uh that huntress lady the in uh the oh race? yeah
1: the elsa what's her name i forget yeah that's that's yeah. another deck but
0: she works really good in a patriot deck um, oh yeah like, I, for sure I've been, I've, yeah i've been using her with with patriot and he it seems to be doing pretty well
1: yeah in no, the that's, ranks that's a good that's a good combo for sure mm-hmm. um also she works really well with a collector deck Ooh, you throw okay. her to her loki and the collector in a deck and then mm-hmm. fill it out with card gaining cards and yeah you're you're in good shape I gotta give that a try. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. All right, we can go back on the spoilers now.
1: Was well, that, uh, that it for... Oh, did you have anything else, sir? We cut you off for Loki?
2: No, I mean, that that was pretty much it.
1: Um. So, uh, tell me more about Gen V, because I'm only one episode in, and that is some boys-ass uh, television. So... No, that first episode goes really hard.
2: Like, I was not... They kind of go, like, pretty hard right out the gate with it. I was mm-hmm. like, damn. All right. Like, yeah, they're like, no, we got eight episodes or whatever, man. We're just getting right into this shit. So,
1: so I guess that's my question is, because you talked about the first episode already. Does it keep that pace past the first episode? Because I kind of you know you roll credits on that like i don't see how they can do this for 8 episodes <laughs> like that level
2: like it slows down okay. a little bit but it's like i don't know each each episode i feel like like this last episode um it's like they all kind of like lost like a couple like days of their memories and they don't Mm -hmm. know what the hell happened so like the entire episode is them all kind of like meeting up together and realizing that they're all missing days of like their timeline and they don't know what the hell happened and them trying to like go on social media and like talk to people and figure out like why they don't remember anything and like what happened to them. Uh, so, it's kind of like them working backwards past it through, past, like, few days and stuff, trying to figure out what happened to them the last couple episodes. Uh, but I've really been liking it. Like, I love, I still really love the characters. Like, I feel like it is a lot more, like, grounded of a story and stuff. Like, it's more, like, self-contained and, like, I Mm -hmm. think it'll actually have, like, a... Like a genuine kind of ending to it, where you know the boys constantly build stuff up and then kind of just leaves it open hanging there. Where I hope this is just like perfect. Just give me like an eight episode, whatever, open and shut. Like that was a good beginning to end, like little story in this world, which gotcha. is what I want.
1: Okay. I'm in. I'm intrigued. Uh,
2: but yeah, I've really been enjoying V. Mm. <laughs> um. Dude, so something that I did enjoy mm-hmm. this uh, this week is because it's October; it's it's spooky movie season. Uh, HBO Max added all five of the Final Destination movies, so I it had been a minute since I had watched them all, and I was telling you guys before the podcast, but like I've watched one through three numerous times, and I've seen four and five probably at least like twice but i could not remember for the life of me like anything that happened in four (laughs) and five like it was like purged from my memory like i couldn't tell you characters like normally i could even like oh like i remember this death like that was pretty cool or whatever i couldn't remember shit from four and five so i was like all right like let's just start at one again and just work our way through kind of like beginning to end with them and man dude one still holds up I think fantastically like one is still a great movie. I love the tones of it. Like the characters Mm -hmm. are good. Um, It's like a like solid, like kind of like late nineties, like whatever, like early to like, whatever horror movie, Uh, the way like death is portrayed and like the, the clues to kind of like who's next and stuff, you know, the way that all plays out. Love it. Uh, The second movie It's like, okay, like, you know, we have the one chick who's the one returning character from the first movie who everyone's kind of coming to her for like help to figure out what's happening. And they make references to the first movie and the second one has some good deaths. So first movie, plane accident, you know, plane Mm -hmm. explodes, guy wakes up, had the vision that it was going to happen, gets it, tries to get off the plane, gets in a fight with people but like group of like eight of them get off the plane and then it does explode and everyone's like, how did you know? And then one by one they end up dying in the order that they were supposed to die on the plane. And it kind of ends with them like realizing that, you know, there's a pattern. And then like, if they come to the realization that, you know, if you get skipped, like that doesn't protect you. It just puts you back at like the bottom of the list, and then it'll eventually come back around you again. Uh, and then you know you get into the second movie, which is the the car accident on the road with the the log truck, where the log come, logs come through the windshield, yeah. murders a bunch of people. Like classic, so good. Like, multiple deaths in that one are good, and they kind of, like, retread the same thing. Is that the one Third that has
1: the, the... second one have the the shower, like, where the that's guy... That's the in first the sh- movie. Oh, where it right around his neck? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. God,
2: dude. And that is, to this day, just as painful to watch. Like, that is okay. honestly yeah. probably one of the most brutal, because that drags on... For, like, a good well, five minutes. And they minutes. show the
1: eyes bulging out. And yes. it's like, yeah, they, they yes. go into
2: detail, for sure. Yeah, the clothesline's, like, cutting into yeah. his neck. And it's, like, the struggle, just the sound of him, like, just choking to death in the bed. Oh, dude, it is savage. Um, yeah, that is the first one. And then, yeah, the second one has, like, the, uh, where the, de- like, the dentist office where the dude gets crushed by the pane of glass. Mm, mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, I'm trying to remember what some of the second ones were. I know at the end, the chick from the first movie like ends up getting dying in like a huge blaze of explosion at the hospital and stuff. So, second one, I think, was still really good. Then we get into the third one, which is the roller coaster. Uh, oh, which, yeah. Kudos. The roller coaster, like, yeah. Like, that is a fear everyone has ever had. Like, awesome, yes. It's totally relatable, and then it has, like, the... the ch- two chicks that die in the, uh, the tanning beds. Mm -hmm. And it has, um, (laughs) at the end, the one chick kind of gets like strung by the neck by the horse and gets like dragged through and the fireworks (laughs) are like going off everywhere. And they kind of do like a callback to the first movie where the dude gets hit by the sign. It has the nail gun where the chick gets nail guns, like in the throat, like nine times, uh, I really liked three, but three is also kind of the start of the descent mm-hmm. of the series where it's like, it was okay. But like death wasn't as big of a player in this, like the guy, the black guy that they have kind of the mortician that's kind of playing, like explain to them like, Oh, well you cheated death and whatever. Like he's not in that one. And it's the first one he's not in. And you can totally tell because it doesn't quite feel the same. And, uh, the chick, normally, the in the first one, the guy had the dream or whatever, and then kind of got hints about how people were dying. In the second one, the chick also had, like, a dream, and she also ki- kind of got some hints and stuff, but it wasn't quite the same. The third one, the chick took a bunch of pictures while they were at the amusement park, and the pictures are what kind of foretold how they were going to die, mm. which is like, okay, that's kind of an interesting twist with it or whatever, like... I'll run with it, but it didn't have death in it. So, then we get into the fourth one, which is where we start hitting the dog shit now. (laughs) This is the first one. This one was made for 3D, which is how you already know you're in for a bad time. The CG in it is fucking horrible. Like, they had, I feel like, a lot of, like, more practical effects in the first three, and this one was just, like, nah, dude, just 100% CG, and it is, like, the Flash-level CG. Like, it is awkward looking like blood Mm. looks really weird because like it looks really fake and whatever because they wanted it to come at the screen and it's just like man uh that one was a they went to a nascar race and the car like this car loses shit and like wheel comes over the fence and like murders people and the coliseum starts collapsing and kills a bunch of people that one um Yeah, I don't think that one had death in it at all either. And I hated all the characters. Like, all the characters in that one. It was the first one where I'm like, all these characters suck. Like, none of the deaths were, like, really great. And then, dude, the dude got, like, visions. For each time someone was going to die, it showed, like, random objects. It was almost like an episode of fucking Medium. And I'm like, dude, that is so lazy. Like, compared Mm. to how they did it before... I'm like, dude, that was, like, major back steps. Like, I just, I could not get into it. So, I was, like, sitting there, and I'm like, dude, they need to bring death back. Like, every movie's kind of the same. Like, they don't really introduce any new rules or anything. I'm like, they need to add some new rules to, like, how this shit works. Um, you know, so, I was kind of like, they really need to it. So, then we get into the fifth movie. And the fifth movie is honestly the one that pissed me off the most because it improved... <laughs> so much on 4, like, it answered a lot of the problems that I had with 4, but in the worst way possible, and I'm just like, dude, you had it, like, it was there, and they (laughs) fucked it up so hard, like, the fifth movie, the accident was, like, a bridge collapsing, like, they're on some, uh, business field trip to do some team building exercise, the dude falls asleep on the bus, the CG in this one, also fucking horrible, but... They're on this bus, and then, like, the guy has a dream about the bridge collapsing or whatever, wakes up, gets off the bus, the bridge starts going down, and then his friends and everything. Death is, back in this one, the mortician guy, which is kind of what the fourth one was missing, and that was a big problem with the fourth one, is they didn't have that person to accelerate explaining the rules to people like Scream does. Like, Scream's like, this is the movie rules, this is how the shit works yeah, and they didn't have that so it's just them rediscovering the same shit that you've seen in all the other movies and it takes like 40 mi- oh guys I figured out we're dying in the same way we are supposed to be on the bus yeah no shit that's how it worked <laughs> in the first fucking three movies but it takes them 40 minutes to re-figure all that out because there's no character that transferred over from those other movies to be like hey I already lived through this this is what we gotta do which was the biggest problem is like you know after two no one survives in these movies. Everybody dies at the end. That's the gimmick, which is part of the problem is it's like you know what's going to happen. Like nobody makes it out alive. Uh so then with the 5th one, it's like okay, yeah, the bridge is collapsing. The guy randomly gets visions again, so it's like okay, we're not doing the cool like hints to how people die. I will give it to them though. The way they switched it up, which was one of my complaints, is they did a lot more like building of the death where it's like, oh, like this little screw fell from the ceiling onto the balance beam. And it's like, okay, this chick during her act is going to land on this screw and it's going to cause this chain of events for her death. She never lands on it, so they do a lot of red herrings of like, oh, this thing's dripping and it's going to cause a problem. Mm -hmm. That's not what happens, though. It's like, oh, it did all these little hints to make you think, okay, how is she going to die? And then she does this, like, triple axle thing off this thing, lands weird, and her body folds like a pretzel and she fucking (laughs) dies. And it's like, okay, was not expecting that. So even, but at the same time, it's like, that kind of sucked. Like, they did all these red herrings and then how the death actually happened was not that cool. But I give them kudos for at least trying to, like, misallude you into it. Like, it wasn't just handing you, like, this is what's going to happen. No. Like, they're like, okay, yeah. they're making you, like, kind of think what's going to happen and then completely deviating from it. And then, you know, so he has all these visions. And then they introduce the rule that now, okay, they're changing the rules. If you kill somebody else, before it was like, okay, if you intervene and save the person then, you know, they go to the bottom of the list and whatever, and it resets. But now they're like, okay, well, if you yourself kill somebody else, you get whatever time they had left gets added to your clock now. And so, okay, now they're introducing new rules. So now this dude's like, okay, well, can I really kill somebody else to keep myself alive? And they kind of introduce that, which I like that. And then the ending of the movie is great in the sense that it does full circle back to one, where the guy was a chef and he got this, like, uh, he took this job to go to Paris to study under some other whatever. And at the end of the movie, him and his girlfriend get on the plane. Well, yeah, come to find out the plane they're getting on is Flight 180, which is Mm. the plane from the first movie. So the entire time this movie took place in 1999 or whatever, when the first movie took place, and now they were in the original accident that happened in one. And it's like, that was beautiful, And it's like, I'm so sad that you attached that amazing ending to this terrible fucking movie. (laughs) But kudos though on ending it on a high note like that. And my biggest gripe too is the fact that you have Final Destination 1, 2, 3, then the fourth one, you would think, oh, it's called Final Destination 4. No. It's called The Final Destination. And then the fifth one's called Final Destination 5. And it's like, dude, you should have called the fifth one The Final Destination because it loops back to the first right? movie! Like, right? why would you do that? Like, you had it. It was right there, and you fucked it up. And it upsets me to know that they did that. But they're supposedly making a sixth movie, which is why I watched them all. And it's like I don't know if it's, like, the sixth movie or if they're doing, like, a hard, like, The Scream, like, you know, 5-6 or they're doing, like, a soft reboot type of thing with it. I'm not really sure, but it was it was still fun to watch through even if like four and five kinda suck. They it was still fun to watch one through three again after so long.
0: Brad.
1: That's a that's a lot of final destination, Justin. That's a lot. It was. That's a it lot was of free
2: al- time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I will give it to them. You know, those Final Destination movies, solid ninety minutes every time. Like you know, it was not padded out like it was good beginning to end, just ninety-minute interval. So, you know, nice. it was it was worth it in my book.
0: Doesn't overstay its welcome. Gotta appreciate that.
2: Yeah. But uh, a- anything else we've been watching? I don't or is that it? think
1: so. I think we have a show. It's got, yes. got a little long, so why don't uh, Justin? Why don't you go ahead and take us in for a landing?
2: You know what, guys? Thank you, guys, for listening to another episode of the That Pig's Life podcast. You know what? What do you think of Loki 2? What's your favorite Final Destination death? Head on over to the Discord. Let us know. And while you're at it, head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, Zach, my man, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie
1: would say, hey, guys go be great.
0: And baby number 2 is not going to stop me from doing squats. <laughs>